Hey guys, welcome to episode 11 of the podcast. I have the one and only Connor Gall with me here. Hi, Connor. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yes, there it is. <laughs> good, to, good to see you. I was, I was going to be here. <laughs> yeah, he's not seeing you. What? <laughs> you got to switch your mind to the, the podcast mindset now, not the vlogger. That's true. But That's a hard switch, Heather. You can do it. Yeah. I, I was going to... Um, when I was preparing for like the intro of this podcast, I was thinking about doing a little like imitation of you and yeah. being like, "Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Heather Sichter. Yeah, I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're making the most of your day." And let's be honest, Heather, we are hoping the listeners are having a good day. I am. We're hoping they're making the most out of their day. I yes, and true. Hopefully, they're doing so by listening to the podcast. Honestly, <laughs> is that what you say? You say, "I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're making the most of your day." Yeah. Is that it? And then you say, like, welcome, welcome to... back to the channel. Welcome to the vlog. Welcome back. Oh, sorry, yeah. So I should say, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's all. <laughs> well, you, should, you should be consistent. Okay. And so for listeners who don't know what we're talking about, I did the world race in 2018. Yes, yes. And I vlogged a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily vlog every day. That would have been exhausting. <laughs> yes. Um, I, kind of let, I kind of let off a little bit in the end of my race. But for the most part, I vlogged all my race. And... I learned from other YouTubers mm-hmm. that you should like start similarly in the same, like if you can, mm-hmm. if you think about it, like those favorite TV shows as a kid, like I'm thinking of like, <laughs> like Arthur, oh. they have the, they have this theme song. Yes. The theme song I'm thinking the of Hannah Montana. Yeah. Sweet Life on it Deck. Just, it's just a tactic. It like, yeah. it, it is familiar. You know what to expect. You feel connected to like the brand or the yeah. specific whatever. So it's like, it works, you know? Well, to be fair. The first couple episodes, I did have, I did have an intro. Yeah? I don't know if you listened that far back. I don't think I know the intro. Okay, well, I did have an intro, but I decided I can't use it anymore <laughs> because the intro is like, I'm keeping all these episodes to five to ten minutes, and then every <laughs> single episode has been like 30 to an hour. <laughs> and so I'm like, I can't use this intro, and I just haven't taken the time to make a to new make intro. To make a new intro, Because yeah. I can barely even take the time to make episodes. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. But I, I don't, I'm not going to make an intro. Also for the listeners, mm-hmm. I, so I was Heather's alumni squad leader. Yes. Yes. Um, I've been, I was with her and the squad for the first six months of the race mm-hmm. and I didn't really listen to the podcast. <laughs> okay. Then. Fair. But since I've gotten home, mm-hmm. it's been listening to your podcast has been one of the ways that I've kind of like kept up and mm-hmm. like felt still connected to the squad because I um, left at month six and I, I'm now back at debrief here in month nine nine crazy yeah it's been three months yeah and so i'm a fan of the podcast heather yeah it's been fun fun keeping up (laughs) i'm glad that you keep up with it which i'm going to talk about later but you've already kind of done this tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself like where you're from you already said that you went on the race but just just so everybody knows you know who we've got here yeah so my name's connor gall i I always feel kind of pretentious saying my last name. I'm Connor Gall. I'm 28 years old. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And Midwest. <laughs> Wait, are we counting Pennsylvania in the Midwest? This is a big, I've a big debate. I've lived most of my life denying the Midwest and claiming the Northeast. Because I like to make fun of the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever you want. I'm telling you, I'm missing no, out. Pennsylvania is probably pretty similar to Indiana. Maybe. Just because we're far more. It's just a little more hilly. Yeah, a little more hilly, le- a little less corn. Yeah. Um, but a similar vibe. Um, but I claim the Northeast. But All right. Anyways, I 
I've been into missions my entire life. I went to Bible college 2011 to 2015 uh, to study missions. And so I eventually heard about the world race. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't think it was for me because it was a different denominational thing. Like I grew up independent Baptist and the world race is like more charismatic. So I was Mm -hmm. like, ah, the world race isn't for me. But then through a series of of events in my life, I just wanted to experience more of the Lord. I wanted to go after missions, especially as like a single person. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't think there's a ton of like great opportunities for single people to like experience the fullness of God, at least in my denominational circle. So I... I ended up working at Target at this one point in my life. Really? I didn't know you worked at Target. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I, I didn't really know what else to do and I needed a job. So I got hired at Target and I was like, I make the, the example, like literally as I'm stocking shelves with Captain Crunch cereal, I'm thinking about what I'd rather be doing. Okay. And that's when the world race really like took a hook in my brain and my heart. And I decided to go for it. And so I went on my race 2018 uh, to 2019 and then I got home for 12 days and went back out for seven months into 2020 um, when a ton of world racers got pulled off the field because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And then He went back as a squad leader, yeah. alumni squad leader. I yeah. Can't, yeah. For gap year. For gap year. Um, for okay. like the 18, the youngins. 20s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the kids. <laughs> and it was a great experience. Shout out to uh, gap year and to W squad. Um, and... Uh, then I wanted to squad lead again, mm-hmm. but I had to wait until we could go back out. And that's when I got connected to H-Squad, yeah. which is uh, Heather's crew. Yeah. And you've met a bunch of the squad. Like, Michaela's been on the podcast. Yeah, MK. We've had... Caitlin's been on the Caitlin, podcast. Caitlin, Ashton, and Daniel from the farm. You should go back and listen to that episode. I it's actually to. funny. Yeah, I need to... Because it's like the first week. I will. I'll dive farm. back into the garbage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Anyway, so yeah, he's he's out here at month nine debrief. It's been about three months since he went home, um, and we have been talking about making a podcast together since literally like month one. Yeah. So yeah. I was gonna make a joke yesterday on Instagram about how we have been. This is a long time coming. It's yeah. nine months coming. Yeah, truly, we never <laughs> we never made the space. No, uh, we and didn't. Was, and I came back out for debrief here, and I was like, Heather, we have to record a podcast. Yeah. So. Here we are. But speaking of Instagram, you told me you wanted to say something about Instagram followers. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I want to say that <laughs> if you're listening to this and you follow me on Instagram, I'm thoroughly disappointed in you. <laughs> I have to say that I was excited about this podcast. I was like, yeah, Connor and I get to chat, like all things world race. We love doing it. A good, you know, camaraderie back and forth. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to open up, you know, the gram to. <laughs> My, I'm going to allow them to like send in some questions. This is going to be fun. So I put on my Instagram story, you know, what are some questions? And I was thoroughly disappointed. Maybe just a little hurt in my heart that I took it maybe a little too personally (laughs) that I had one person respond to my question (laughs) sticker and that person is my best friend, Lindsay Miller. I know you're listening to this. I love you so much. Lindsay, Lindsay, shout Uh, out to you. You showed up. Yeah, she did. And that's why she's my best friend since birth. Straight out of the womb. Uh, That's how you know a best friend. That's how you know when they respond to your question sticker whether they want to or not. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know if she wanted to. But anyways, so. Well, Heather, I wanted to ask you this question. How many people viewed the story? Uh, I think this one was only like 200 some. Okay. So I got one in 200. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, now I'm just outing myself yeah. on all because I have like 1,400 followers. Yeah. And I only had like 200 views. That's not that great. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, it's hard. It's a hard game. To play. It's a hard game. It's you hard know, game. how can we be perfect on the socials? I don't know. <laughs> I like to tease Heather about her Instagram following because <laughs> on our like first month or like in the first month and a half of mm-hmm. the race, we didn't, I mean, we didn't have much Wi-Fi when we were at the farm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, were at a scenario one night, we're at Tony's house where we did have some Wi-Fi. Yeah. And we're like, let's go live on Instagram. <laughs> we should for sure like just yes. address the Instagram following and stuff. I was so excited. I'm and like, heck yeah, let's go live. <laughs> thinking there's going to be a bunch of people. Yeah. And there was like three. <laughs> Three, three people went live with us. <laughs> and I was so disappointed. I was like, you know what? My followers, they're working. I remember it was like the middle of the week, middle of the day or something. Yeah, I yeah. said, you know what? My class. followers actually work. I said, they're not watching because they're at work doing their jobs. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I was defending all of you guys. Nine months down the road, I would give you another shot and you disappoint me even more. Yeah, which maybe they were still at work, Heather. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. I'm just going to give you all the benefit of the doubt and say that everyone saw it, said, oh, I'm going to think about that and come back to it later. And then they just all forgot. Yeah. And that's fine because I do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I There's grace to be extended. Yeah. So anyways, here I am like, having if, to make up my own questions. If you're listening to this and... You follow Heather on Instagram. Step up your game. Yeah. If you're a follower of the podcast, like, let's hear it. You're, you know, let us know. Step up your game on Instagram. But thank you for listening to the podcast at the same time. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for following me on Instagram, everybody. I mean, (laughs) I love you all. Don't don't unfollow me. (laughs) Don't unfollow me. Whatever you do. Whatever. It's fine. I'm I'm learning forgiveness and grace. I can accept it. Um, So what are these questions? Okay, well, since I had to make up my own... Well, you know what? Let's answer Lindsay's question. Yeah, yeah. We got to give her... We got to give it to her. We should answer that question. Okay, so it it was... (laughs) I'm dying laughing. Hardest part, most enjoyable part of the race. So Connor's answering this. I mean, you can answer it from whatever perspective you want. You can either do it from like your time on the race or like your time on H squad, whatever you want. But the question, if you didn't catch that through my laughter, the most hardest, the most, the hardest part of the race and the most enjoyable part of the race was the question. I'll answer it this way. I'll, I'll talk about like my perspective from the race having done it for the past, like having been in it for the past three years and now like being home Mm -hmm. because I look back on it like as a whole, what does it look like? So I think, and uh, I was talking to Heather about this just before we started recording that what I would say right now, the hardest part about the race for me has been trying to figure out and navigate relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, So like you leave your family, you leave your friends to travel for a year and you spend, you know, a month in a country or maybe a little bit longer in a country building relationships. You make these connections with your hosts and with mm-hmm. the people you're living with. And then you switch and you move to a new country. You make new relationships and you do that multiple times, ideally 11 times throughout, mm-hmm. the, throughout <laughs> the year. And then for me, I got really close with my squad as a whole. And then I switched squads. Mm-hmm. And then I got close to that squad. And then I switched again. And then mm-hmm. I came home for COVID. And I spent all this time with my parents and then I switched again to a new squad and then I just came off of that squad. So this whole time I've been away from my close friends. I've been trying to keep in touch with them, but there's been distance, like all these different factors that have made like 
relationships on one hand really awesome that I've been able mm-hmm. to get to know a lot of people and I've been able to interact with a lot of different cultures and make friends around the world. Uh, on the other hand, like I think that there is a point where I've become guarded because yeah. I know that after a couple months, I'm going to switch again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually had some, I've noticed how it's affected me when I've now I've come back home. Like I realize I'm, I struggle with like some, like some trust or I struggle yeah. with some commitment. I struggle um, letting my family into places of my life that I've been comfortable to just talk to them about yeah. the exciting things like once uh, a week yeah. or whatever. Um, it's so, almost yeah. like, like in a weird way, almost like <laughs> learning how to do relationships in a quote unquote normal way again <laughs> not gonna lie yeah because yeah. it's like just been it's yeah. just the race you know it's its own bubble it's its own experience mm-hmm. you've got to learn how to do it well but yeah. then you're now like trying to figure out how to immerse yourself back into more of a normal schedule normal yeah you know routine with relationships and yeah yeah it's kind of like learning how to do it yeah it. and it's like you know, I think the race brings up the question, what is normal? Like, what should church look like? Mm-hmm. What should community look like? What should a kingdom lifestyle look like? Should, should I just adapt back to what I did before the race? Or should I make changes? Yeah. And all those things are, are difficult to navigate. And it's important to figure out, like, what are my values? And, like, what do I want to stick to? And what are some things yeah. that I maybe need to adjust and I should lower my expectations on? There's a lot of, there's a lot of ways that I have been thinking about it. But I, I would agree. Like, yeah. I... I can't expect life to constantly be the race. Cause honestly right. I, that's tiring. Like there's, it's, it's, it's hard to, to live the race lifestyle for so long, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to lose the amazing things about it. Yeah. Um, just because I'm like back in the U S so true. Um, and so I, that kind of like brings me to like, what is the most enjoyable aspect of the race? And I, I could go on and on about yeah. like, what's the most enjoyable, like I'm really proud of the way that I've spent my time these last couple years, like the way like, it's just cool to be like, man, like, as a kid, as a teenager, they were always talking about, like, giving your life to the Lord. And I feel like I, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've wanted to pursue missions since I was, like, 13 years old. And I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the process, like, I've learned how to be proud of myself without being, like, stuck up. Or, yeah. like, because I'm, I'm coming at this saying, like... Um, in this process, God has humbled me, like going to different countries and eating different foods and having it wreck you and, <laughs> you know, interacting with families and, and having, seeing poverty, seeing people in really hard situations and having that just break your heart. And then them pouring love into you is just like, I think travel just humbles people. And mm-hmm. I think like, I would love to recommend travel for that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so to, to be able to like take ownership of some decisions I've made from like a, what feels like a, a genuine and like humble way Mm -hmm. and not just like I need to validate myself. Like I need to feel successful. I need to feel all these things, but actually that coming from the Lord is really amazing. And, um, and then I would say like the relationships I have made on the Mm -hmm. race are still really enjoyable. Um, and uh, the people I have met, like I got to go back to Guatemala. Um, I'm actually talking a lot, but I got to go back to Guatemala <laughs> and get to reconnect with some people that I met the first time around. And, um, that was just awesome. Are you talking about just, when you went back there with us? Yeah. H-Bone? When I was, okay. yeah. When I was back there with you guys, I got to see a couple friends and it yeah. just felt amazing to like reconnect with people I'd met the first time. So, yeah. um, and just 
having yeah. friends across the world. That's yeah. cool in itself. Like, oh yeah, I get to hit up my buddy in Guatemala. Yeah. It's a big deal. So it's like in one yeah. sense, relationships have been hard. In, the, in another sense, like relationships mm-hmm. have been a, a big blessing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like all the personal lessons you learn, it's like sometimes it's not enjoyable learning the lesson, yeah. but it's like, I'm thankful yeah. that I, I, I know it now. Yeah. Yeah. Connor and I were just kind of talking about that. We were reminiscing before we started the podcast about the beginning of the race and I weren't really talking about like the deep parts of that season but it was yeah. just fun to reminisce and that that season at the farm wasn't always the most enjoyable at the time but we were looking back now and just being like dang like that was that was fun yeah we had a good time so yeah it's interesting I think it's important to reflect and look back on on seasons and recall the good because we often don't see it yeah in the moment in the time so I mean what about you Heather what's for you, what's been really good? What's been hard? Yeah. You know, kind of a big question. Yeah. A great question from your friend, Lindsay. Yes. Shout out, Lindsay. Lindsay, shout Again. out. Um, so okay. now it's your turn to answer. So yeah, ahead. I'll try and keep it a little bit shorter than you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that Thanks. was straight at you. Honestly, your listeners probably gleaned more from my answer just now than the rest of your podcast combined. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> How just kidding. Okay. Uh, anyways, anyways. All right. Um, let me think here. Most, <laughs> most, the hardest part, I, I'm going to answer this kind of like interchangeably with the hardest and most enjoyable. It's going to be kind of a little cliche, but it's like, it's legit. And the yeah. hardest part has been learning how to live in a community of like 40 people. Mm-hmm. And I guess not necessarily live. That's not maybe the best word, but like learning how to just navigate like finding worth and finding my identity and where I belong in the group of 40 people not um, just getting lost in the crowd yeah exactly mm-hmm. I think like in the speaking past up for yourself yeah speaking up for myself finding my voice mm-hmm. um I think like in the past I've been involved in a lot of like really big groups like i Went to a really big youth group, um, had a lot of similar experiences in college where I was just a part of big groups where I felt like people knew who I was, but I couldn't find like my space in the group. Like I didn't really know where I belonged, um, but I knew everybody. So it was just this weird thing. And I think I was, whether I wanted to admit it or not, nervous about that walking into this group where I know everybody would know my name. I know people would be able to like have a small talk with me but like where did I actually belong and so I think that has been just a long journey this year of learning how to walk into a group of 40 people already confident enough in myself so that I'm not like desperate for people to love me um but it's just been cool to see how like as I've grown in that I've been able to walk in this group of 40 already confident in myself already knowing that I am loved and then it's easier for me to see that other people do love me and then it just like continues to like, yeah. you know, circle in a positive way from there. But if I walk into this group just already insecure, not, you know, like not exactly walking in my worth, then it like spirals the other way and it just gets worse and worse and worse in your head. Um, so I think like it's just been overall um, one of the hardest parts of it has been like just walking in that and learning, you know, different things about that. But it's also been at the end of the day. I think, like, one of the best parts of just being able to, um, like, live in a weird time like this with 40 other people and truly, like, meet some of the best, some of my, like, best friends and um, just live in, like, a really sweet time of community as well. 
Um, but it's been sweet because the Lord has like just changed a lot in my mind and heart that has like set me up to do it well. Um, and it's been really sweet because I've learned how to do it well, at least better than I had before. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's... It makes me, it makes me think like when you put in the work to climb the mountain, mm-hmm. like the downhill is really nice. Yeah. You know, like if you pedal uphill, like you put in all this work, it's scary, it's hard it drains you but then like when you're able to like get on the other side of it Mm -hmm. and you're able to like just enjoy the ride down it's Mm -hmm. like really really nice and so it's like whenever you put in the work with community Mm -hmm. yes it's one of the hardest parts about the race but if you do it the right way it can also be one of the best parts yeah because now you have friendships that will hopefully last like years and maybe the rest of your life and you've Mm -hmm. gone through this shared experience with people that they know what it was like to be there. And that's mm-hmm. really special. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really cool, this debrief. This is what, month nine? I think we actually said that earlier in the podcast, so it's month nine. But our month nine debrief, and I would say that, like, by far, this has just been one of my favorite debriefs because wow. it's just been, like, it, because of that aspect of, like, knowing where I was month one debrief versus now and how I've just been able to, like, walk into this debrief mentally prepared. Um, I was, I mean mentally preparing I think and emotionally like preparing for this debrief for a while before because I just know like how it is walking to a group of 40 people so being able to like mentally prepare and like just know you know walk into it knowing my worth and like you know knowing how to make this week um set myself up for this week has been really cool and it's just been a good week yeah and I've just been yeah the Lord has just been really surprising me this week which is a lot of sweet time with people and a lot of like I don't know. I've just felt really loved, and I think it has really started from how I walked into this week, like my heart posture walking into the week. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been really good. So Heather, I know that uh, the Instagram followers kind of bummed you out <laughs> with not coming up with more questions. But I, I have a question for us. Okay. All right. All right. So, month nine. Yeah. Heather Stichter. Yeah. Podcaster extraordinaire. <laughs> pro world racer at this point. Um, I'll answer it too, but what if you were going to circle back and tell training camp Heather one thing, what would you, what would you tell her? (laughs) Um, geez. Do you have an answer for this? Should I go like, how far back should I go? Should I go back to training camp Connor or should I go back to like before I squad led your squad? Let's do before this squad. Before this squad. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel, yeah. I feel like mine would have to do with expectations. I would say, Connor, (laughs) you have expectations. Throw them out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. here's, here's Here's the one that's been tough for me. Okay. Is I had, and it's also, we're kind of talking about relationships and friendships and community on the race. I for sure thought that coming in squad leading 11 and 11... Um, I squad led gap year, um, 2019 to 2020, but that age is 18 to 20. So when I came to squad lead 11, 11 ages, 21 to 35, like how I know that. Mm-hmm. So like, you readily, do. I'm you a do. true, I'm a true world racer. <laughs> You're um, a true, uh, world race staff. Yeah. Who knows the, the anyways. Okay. Yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I thought I was gonna make friends. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to make friends with people on this squad mm-hmm. and I like there's just an element of loneliness whenever you lead and you are trying to navigate friendships but from a leadership standpoint it's hard and 
I think I had a lot of expectations of friendship. And so I felt like people kind of let me down. But they didn't even mm-hmm. know that that was my expectation. Yeah. It's been really cool coming out here for month nine. Cause I realized like I am connecting with friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Like it, I feel like I'm seeing friends when I come back out here. Um, you know, I, I was with you guys the first six months yeah. and then I haven't seen you for a couple months. And so it's been really refreshing mm-hmm. actually surrendering those expectations, mm-hmm. but then seeing that I have in fact gained some really good relationships um, when maybe at first I thought I wasn't going to get that at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But I think I would still tell like myself to drop expectations. Yeah. Like don't expect people to have all the answers for you. Like it has to be in the Lord. It has mm-hmm. to be in Jesus. Mm-hmm. If it's not in him, like you're going to get disappointed. Yeah. And you might even miss the blessing that he has for you later. Yeah. 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 I think that's a huge one for a lot of people on the squad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, that's good. It's good. It's hard to see that though. I mean, you can harp on that all you want at a training camp or whatever. And it, it's really hard. I mean, in hindsight, it's always easier to see that um, than, you know, like if you're at a training camp and someone's like, yeah, drop your expectations, you know, blah, blah, blah. You get it, but it's still hard until you're really in it. So, I mean, it's cool, but yeah. I think another fun one would be to bring a tent. Bring a tent. (laughs) Bring a tent, man. (laughs) You didn't bring one? I didn't bring a tent and we spent two months in Honduras in tents. So what'd you do? I mean, I know you were sleeping in a tent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had to have a a Gapier racer lend me their tent. Shout out to Gabby. She let me borrow her tent. And it's trash now. I gave it, oh, I gave nice. it back to her, and it was. I think there's mold all over it. Oh so. wait, was this? <laughs> this is really unimportant to the podcast. But was this the um, orange North Face tent? Yeah. Because at one point, Kate was using that tent. Right. Kate asked to borrow it, and I said, "Sure, you can borrow it as long as I can take it home when I go home." Yeah. And then COVID happened, <laughs> and we got separated, and I forgot to get the tent, and Kate had it all through Romania, and so. All the moisture that was there in Honduras yes, just yes. sat in the bag through Romania yeah. and then finally got back to me and <laughs> I got it back to Gabby, but it's, I mean, you know, the mountain yeah, took its toll. Yeah, the mountain took its toll. Man, if you want to know more about that, go listen to episode whatever it is about the mountain. <laughs> episode seven? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know my episodes. <laughs> um, man, if what I did you did... title that episode? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? We've been Guess. talking about... <laughs> We've been talking about Heather's uh, titles, yeah, and how they're very basic. Yeah, apparently, and, and I prefer more clickbait titles. I could get more listeners if I maybe had better titles. Yeah, you probably titled it "Living on a Mountain in Honduras" with <laughs> Michaela, Michaela Parks. Parks. <laughs> I think it's probably so. I think it's actually called the mountain. And I would have, yeah, the mountain. <laughs> how more basic? I would have called it something like the hardest month of my life. <laughs> With Michaela Parks. That sounds a little or dramatic. the mountain, when the mountain wrecks you yeah. in so many ways, dot, 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 with Michaela Parks. <laughs> I was joking around about how I'm going to hire... Or I hate this mountain, dot, dot, dot. I hate this with mountain. With Michaela Parks. Yikes. And then it's really not even that bad of an episode. It's exactly. just like, yeah, like, I had a good click. time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, it wasn't the greatest. <laughs> but... I didn't actually hate it. <laughs> I told Connor that I was going to hire him to be my uh, uh, title manager or something. Yeah. What did I call it? The clickbait manager? <laughs> clickbait. I like to think of it as like creative liaison. Sure. That sounds a lot more professional. <laughs> <laughs> title manager. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I can't hire him until I get some sponsors. So 
<laughs> feel free to sponsor the podcast. Feel free to sponsor if you want. Um, okay, so my answer to this question. Um, I kind of thought about it while you were talking, but... I think I would tell myself um, something along the lines of being... Allowing myself to be patient with myself um, throughout the year. I think, like, there... I wasn't in the healthiest spot um, at training camp, but I also hadn't really, like, cracked my world open yet to a whole lot of the healing process that I've walked through. And so when I actually think back to training camp, <laughs> I actually, like, it was a pretty good week for me. I'm not going to lie. It was yeah. it was pretty good. Um, so I don't think that, like, you know, I think I was in a pretty decent headspace going into the race on most levels. Um, so you'd say training camp got you into the spot you needed to be in order to start the race. Yeah. That's a good plug for training camp for anybody listening to this who might be nervous about training camp coming up. Yeah. But it wasn't that bad. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, but I guess I would tell myself like looking in hindsight just before the race in general, just to be patient with myself because it has been a long process of a lot of, um, healing and just a lot of, you know, situations that have been tough here or there. And so you know, just learning to extend grace to myself. I think I've had to learn that. And, you know, who knows? Maybe some of these situations would have been a tad bit easier had I been a little bit more patient with myself in the healing process. But all that being said, it yeah, I don't know. That's not necessarily, like, something that's directed directly towards training camp, but just in general. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And then also, I will say, I would tell myself to not buy the Osprey Airporter. That thing is a piece of trash. Really? Osprey, come at me. I don't even care. No, it's true. It's like the big green one. Yes. Yeah. I can't even carry it. Like, literally, (laughs) I can't. It's really ridiculous. Like, it's hard to carry because there's so much extra space. Extra space and the strap is like... The strap is bad. It's ridiculous. Don't buy it. Also, don't buy... The Nemo Tensor, Tensor, however you say it, sleeping pad. It's popped on my race. I'm not even exaggerating four times. Man, so Osprey or Nemo is not going to sponsor this podcast. No. Obviously. I don't want them to. (laughs) If they try, decline. Try again. Really? If Osprey reached out and said, hey, we'll give you know full well, I'd say yeah. We will make the Heather Stichter airporter and we'll (laughs) fix your things and we'll give it to you for free. And to your podcast listeners, would you let them be a sponsor? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm all big okay. talk. You they should would, know yeah, this by they now. Would, they would buy you out. Yeah, and that airporter would be baller. I mean, it would be meant for short people. Yeah. It would be... I'd have so many ideas. Yeah. Anyways. How tall are you, Heather? Um, guess. <laughs> I want to say 4'11", but I don't know if I'm insulting you by saying That's that. insulting. Okay. Try again. 5'1". <laughs> Close. Five foot tall. Five two. Five, five two. two. Okay, five two. Yeah. That's not bad. That's. I'm I wonder tall. if anybody who's listened to the podcast imagines you, like, as a tall oh person. Oh my gosh. You want to know something? What? This is about to get deep. Okay. One of my biggest insecurities in life, straight up, is that when people who haven't seen me in real life, they've just seen me on social media, when they see me, that they're going to be like, oh man, she's really short. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know what to say. You're supposed to laugh. That wasn't really like... (laughs) No, I feel like this is... Now the podcast is getting good. Yeah, that's some good (laughs) content. We're deep... We're diving into... No, but really, like, I've done that before with people where I, you know, I've just... I follow them on Instagram, whatever, and then I see them in person, and I'm like, oh, you know, that's not what I expected, because you can't really tell on Instagram. And so I just... I know the opposite of that, but I'm sure that people think that about me, and I just don't like the thought of people thinking that about me. Why are you sure they think that about you? I... Has anybody ever told you that? 
Um, well, maybe not directly, but a lot of people have been, man, you're short. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I guess, yeah. kind of. So when you hear that over and over, it just affirms <laughs> that thought yes. that you think people are thinking this about you. Yeah. Yeah. That no, they're going to be surprised at how short I am when they yeah. see me. I just don't like that. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I can relate. I don't know if, if your podcast listeners will have <laughs> seen any of my stuff on social media, but I actually had somebody tell me that they thought I was going to be taller based on mm. my YouTube videos. Mm. And then I think I also have noticed where uh, on my YouTube videos, I portray like a certain energy. And yeah. I think I, I don't, I, I try to be real, but mm-hmm. I'm also not going to share like every intricacy of my life. Yeah. And so sure. when people see me act a different way than maybe they expected me to act based on my YouTube videos, mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, I wonder, I yeah. wonder what they actually expected. But I think, yeah, I don't think it affects me as much. I think sure. I have learned how to like release some of those aspects mm-hmm. of people pleasing and, and things in my life or mm-hmm. being so caught up with what I think yeah. other people are thinking. Yeah. Like the truth is people think about themselves a lot more than they're thinking about you. True. You know? True. And, but I, but I also think that that's maybe something that other listeners relate to is like, oh man, like here's this aspect about me physically mm-hmm. that I'm insecure about. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, that's a message we all resonate with. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question not related to world race at all but how do you uh toe the line of like keeping it real on the social media on the socials and uh you know like not over overdoing it you know what i mean like you know this this question where do you uh where do you toe the line i am a visual person Mm -hmm. and when when somebody actually shout out to ashley francis our mentor heck yeah shout out fran she taught me one time she was like do you you know that jesus had boundaries and jesus had people he shared more with and i was Mm -hmm. like oh i never really thought about that jesus you know was very intimate with with god the father right he like shared everything with with the father um and then he had his group of three Mm -hmm. peter james and john he was obviously like those guys were special to him. Mm-hmm. And then he had the 12, like the whole group of disciples. Mm-hmm. And then there was like the the group of like 70 or like 120 other followers. And then there was like, you know, the, the crowd. Mm-hmm. So by the time he spoke to Peter, James, and John, the three, mm-hmm. he had already spoken to the father. By the time he spoke to the 12, he was processed through the father and the three and then the 12. Hmm. And maybe it wasn't perfectly this way every single time. But to me, that spoke very loudly of like, oh... I don't actually have to share everything with everyone Mm -hmm. because even Jesus like didn't share the same thing with the 12 that he shared with the three. Yeah. He didn't give the same thing to the multitude as he shared with the, the, the father, you know? Yeah. So I think like social media is like my multitude, like it's the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the 12. It's not the three. It's not my relationship with God. So it's okay if I am more processed when I share something on social media, because mm-hmm. I think that's still me being real. I used to mm-hmm. think that that was me being disingenuous. Yeah. But um, that gave that gave me a lot more freedom hmm. when it came to sharing. Like, you know, I think it's good to be transparent. Yeah. I think also like sometimes people can use social media to be really transparent mm-hmm. because they don't have anybody close in their yeah. life to share with, and that's not healthy. Yeah. So that's my view on it. Yeah. Did you kind of take a similar view when you did your vlogs? Or like, how was that different? <laughs> I was learning that while I was making the vlogs. Okay, okay. I think at the time, the community on YouTube was my community. Mm-hmm. So, but I also viewed my, my vlogs as a way to like speak a message. So sure. I was more prepared with what sure. I wanted to say. A little more processed anyways versus like, sure. I think the biggest 
step I took in my vlog was before I did the world race was my, um, my struggle with depression. Mm -hmm. I like opened up and, and shared this aspect of my life that felt really scary. It felt like a really vulnerable step. But I think after I did that, um, all of a sudden I noticed like people could have re resonated with that. So I learned a lesson like, yes, it's good to be transparent, but, um, I don't want to just be transparent to get a following. Like, yeah. That's, that's being another level of fake, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was a, a both and a balance for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good, Connor. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. So we, <laughs> Thanks, Heather. we, uh, don't have a whole lot of time left. Um, probably, you know, five minutes or so. So I'm going to hit you with one more question and then we're going to, okay. we're going to wrap it up. Um, so I have a list of questions that I'm currently looking at. What's okay. This is a good one. This is for you. When you look back at like your race, um, what did you find yourself missing the most about your world race experience you could take this deep not deep whatever you want yeah i think um i'll say two things okay i miss you know being in moments that meant a, a lot to me mm -hmm. but i feel like they mean so much more now that i don't have them anymore yeah does that make sense so yeah. it's like um being in i don't know on the camino in Spain, my month 11 is something that I really cherished in the t at the time, but I cherish it even more now yeah. as I look back. So if I could like just teleport back to that moment in time, um, just to be with those friends again, to like have those conversations, meeting the people, different people every single day from around the world. Um, kind of like how when you read a good book and you finish it, part of you wants to go back in time mm -hmm. before you knew how the story unfolded so that you'd experience it all over again. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, since we're talking about moments, yeah. I wanted to give a shout out to a fun moment that happened. Oh my gosh. How could I forget? We were, Oh, okay. Yes. I'm excited now. Okay. So in Costa Rica, we ended up at the farm. I think you've talked yes. about on the podcast yep, and yep, there yep. was this dog called cheese ping. Cheese ping. C H E S P I N G. <laughs> nice. You spelled that very effectively. Yes. Just so they know. Yeah. yeah. And Heather developed a relationship with this dog. Oh gosh, that's a little weird. It was like a, please explain. It was, a, it was a small black dog, kind of gross. Mutt. Like yeah, a mutt. Yeah. Really excited, like kind of nervous. Feels like anytime you went to reach out your hand, he kind of like retreated, but wanted attention. So we feel like maybe he was mistreated, like when he was no, younger. No, no, we don't feel like that. You feel like that. I, I feel like this dog had been mistreated. And then Tony, our host, took him in and gave him a better life. Yes. And so, I will never forget. Sorry. I just have to interject. I might have to interject a few times because this story is just too good. I remember walking along, you know, I'm like petting the dog. And this is really before I knew Connor like at all. Probably one of the, like, the first <laughs> week or whatever. And he's just sitting in his chair tying his shoe or something. And he goes, Heather, you want to know why uh, Cheese Ping is so scared all the time or something? And I just look at Connor. I'm like, why? <laughs> and he's like, it's because he was abused as a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and then I just laughed because, you, you know, know, I just... Whatever. I don't have the same memory of how that went down. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I remember it. <laughs> but uh, it's, I'm Anyways. glad to know that I, I like to think I know what I'm talking about at all times. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, I just kind of <laughs> had that in the, kept that in the back of my mind, you know? It didn't affect me that too was, much. But... <laughs> that was my theory yes. about why every time I went to pet him, he <laughs> retreated <laughs> from being pet. 
he didn't reach maybe, out for me though. Ma- so. Okay, yeah. Well, he, you had a good relationship with him. You, I did. You believed in him when a lot of us, a lot of others of us, just saw that he was kind of like a rat. <laughs> but he's actually a really sweet dog. Yes, yeah. I know. Heather, Heather was the first to really believe in him, and so we always yeah. said, talked about how you had a special relationship. Mm-hmm. And there was one day where you even bathed him. <laughs> do you remember that day? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and it was one, one of those things where, I, you know, Tony, our host, was like, can somebody give Cheese Ping a bath? And yeah. it was just, you know, instantly kind of like, of course I'm going to have to be the one to do this. And, and it, I helped you. You did. Yeah, yeah you did. Help. That was kind. Yeah. That was kind. But I was like, you know, I've taken this a little bit too far for me to get out of bathing this dog. I'm like, I guess it's me. What we didn't know about Cheese Ping is the athletic ability that he mm-hmm. carries in his genetic makeup. <laughs> there was a day where we were going to ministry, and it was about a three-mile drive. Yes. Two up, and a half. Up and down hills? I mean, yeah. not a flat drive. We're in the northern part of Costa Rica. It's a jungly terrain. There's back roads, dirt roads, and it's up and down. Mm-hmm. When you would go running, like it's challenging. It's challenging yeah. terrain. Yeah, you know, I tried it a couple times and about passed away. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. So we hook up the trailer to the back of Tony's car. Not really a truck. It's like a SUV, mm-hmm. and our teams would jump in the back of this trailer. Mm-hmm. There's 14 of us, and you know we're going to a soccer field to do ministry with these kids. And so Tony would try to take his two dogs, Tonka and Cheese Ping, mm-hmm. and he would throw them in the trailer. But they would get freaked out by the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd have to hold them in and hold them still so that when we drove and drove past other dogs, they wouldn't jump out. Yeah. Well, nobody held them this time. We started driving away and Cheese Ping and Tonka (laughs) both jump out. Tonka's like another mutt, but he's bigger. Yeah, he's bigger. Yeah, a little bigger built. And younger than Cheese Ping. And so we think. (laughs) We don't really know. We don't know, but that's, yeah. And so we start driving away. We're like, oh no, the dogs got out. And wouldn't you know it, (laughs) these dogs start following us. Yeah, start running. And... Yeah. Yeah. And at first, I mean, it's like, oh, you know, oh, look at them run. Cute dogs. You know, Tony's like, eh, not worried. They'll find their way home. Sure enough, you know, Tonka slows down probably after a few minutes. Yeah. We get to one of the big hills and Tonka starts like, you can tell he's struggling. He's painting a little bit. And and we turn the corner from this big hill. We think we're going to lose them. They've been with us for maybe Uh, half a mile or so now. Sure. And we turn this corner and we're like, we're kind of being entertained by it. Then all of a sudden... Like around the bend in the distance, we see Cheese King <laughs> sprinting at top speed after us. It's almost like the hill gave him energy. It was unbelievable. <sighs> this little dog just had like fire in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. And he's following us. And we're like, yeah, Cheese King. All of a sudden, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, there we're he like, is. We're like beyond worried at this point. At first we were worried, but now we're just kind of like, this is amazing. We're watching something happen. We go... To another portion of the road now where we're turning right onto an actual road. Yeah. And these these dogs are a little bit behind. Yeah. We start driving down the road. Then in the distance, sure enough, we see Cheese Ping and Tonka Again. both like running <laughs> after us. And Cheese Ping like doesn't miss a beat from the no. the mud to the, to the actual <laughs> pavement and just starts sprinting. Like these dogs are just... It was at it. One of the most, it was like off of a movie scene. Like I literally felt like there was dramatic music playing in the background and you just, every time you go around a curve, you go around a hill, it's like, ah, are we going to lose him? No, there, there he is. is. <laughs> yeah. We're like, he's like, you know, has to dodge around cars and stuff. There's this, yeah. there's one point where he is running at top speed. Then all of a sudden he gets this look in his eye <laughs> and he just stops on a dime 
and poops. Yeah, I like, remember. He was running so fast that it just, he was ready to <laughs> But to then release. he just kept going. Yeah, he pooped and they just started, he Spooking kept running. Booking it again. I mean, you would look at this dog out, like, we're on the trailer. You look at him and saliva just <laughs> yeah. coming, like, just yeah. flowing out of his mouth. I mean, so we he... started then to discuss at what point does this dog's little heart explode? No, yeah. We were like, he, this is impossible for him to make it yeah. the whole way. We get, I don't know, maybe like a quarter of a mile to, to the destination and all of a sudden, Cheese Ping starts to slow down. Oh, he starts slowing down. But it was funny because then we would be like, no, come on, Cheese Ping, come on. And he yeah. would pick up speed. Like, yeah. I felt like we, we were his biggest motivator. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not my voice, but no, I'm going to claim that. He was responding to yeah. my voice for sure. Eventually, though, we did lose him. He didn't make it to the soccer field. Yeah, that's the sad and part And we, we thought that maybe his heart did give out. <laughs> and you and Kate went to investigate. Oh, yeah. So this is, I mean, we were like, come on, buddy. Like, we were so close. But he didn't know, you know. He, he yeah, could have been going 10 more miles. <laughs> yeah. He's been running he know. like a dog after us. Like, just because we're driving. He's exactly. chasing us. But we're so no close. Reason. And we're like, come on. And then... He doesn't make it. He never gets over the last hill, whatever. So Kate and I get to the ministry, and we're, like, torn apart. You know, Kate's kind of, you know, semi-passionate about cheese ping. So we go up to Tony. We're like, Tony, like, we have to go find cheese ping. And Tony, so sweet, you know, he's, oh, my dog. I can't do his voice. I used to be able to imitate him really well, but I can't do it anymore. Anyways, he's like, okay, okay, okay. Like, I'll go, I'll go find cheese ping. So he actually gets in his car. And goes and looks for him. And so then, you know, we're just anticipating the return of Tony. Is he going to find him? I don't know. He comes back. Couldn't find him. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. So we thought, well. He must have just collapsed in the bushes and died. (laughs) And so on the way back, we started taking bets. Because some of us believed that so Cheese Ping made it back home. But I mean, at this point, like we were far away from the house. Three Yeah. Three what are miles. the chances they know how to get back exactly. home? Exactly. You know, and they're dogs. They're, they're like, exhausted. Yeah. You know, how do they make it? So we're at ministry, you know, good couple hours, not yeah. really knowing what's happening on the way back. We're making bets. Is he going to be back? Is he not? I don't remember what I thought. I for sure I think I was, thought. I think I was in the middle of the road. There's a couple who believed he would. Most of us believed he wouldn't. I, I think I was black back yeah. and forth. We started to bet these Oreo balls. Tony gave <laughs> yeah, us these Oreo balls as dessert and they were so good. Yeah. Like just... Chocolate exterior, creamy middle. So yeah. we're like, dude, if Cheese Ping is, is there, if yeah, if he if he's back home, I'll give you my Oreo ball. Yeah. And we turned the corner, pulling up to the. Oh, house. and it was just the most like it was a movie. This is a whole it was a whole movie scene. Yeah. We pull up and there, there he is. is. <laughs> Cheese Ping and Tonka come out to greet us. Oh my god! Ryan jumps out and greets yeah, Cheese Ping. Ryan. And for the rest of the night, people lost out on their Oreo balls. Mm-hmm. Other people got, got more. Yeah. And Cheese Ping was limping for the next, like, week. Oh, around. my gosh. It was so funny. He yeah. was literally limping was around. His body was wrecked. And then we would just make jokes. Like, the next week when we went to ministry, we were like, the night before, we were like, all right, we need to carb load <laughs> Cheese Ping so that you can run the next day. <laughs> <laughs> we joke about like giving him our like spaghetti or something yeah, we carload like, him up we were like if he tries to chase us again he will die yeah there's no way yeah so now like i mean cheese being has just been a running joke this whole year and now we try and decide if he's still alive to this day. i would even want to honor his memory a little bit more heather and, and say that he's a legend yeah i've never seen a dog 
run that hard and that fast. Like it was, <laughs> it was truly impressive. And I don't know <laughs> if he had any loyalty to Tony. I don't know what happened that day, but that was the day Cheese Ping ran. And that was the day Cheese Ping blew my mind. Same. <laughs> I have nothing else to say, but it has gone down in the books for one of the best memories of this whole year, for yeah. sure. Yeah, man. And honestly, guys, that's the reason why Heather invited me on the podcast. <laughs> to share was to that. tell this story. Listen, guys, I might... No, the honest truth is I probably won't do this. But I have clips of a podcast that I was making about this whole experience. I had, like, several different people on with their perspectives. I had... I was going to tie them all together. And I was actually going to have you come on and help tell this story. And wow. then I was going to tie them all together. But it never happened. And... I was going to say, maybe I'll do it, but honest truth is I probably won't. So you get to hear it here, but... At least we got his story out there. Yeah. At least people now know the legend of Cheese Bang. Yeah. Oh, man. What a dog. Man. All right. Well, I can't believe I almost forgot to bring that up, but I'm glad I'm glad you did. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to miss the most about H-Squad? Cheese Bang. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is the mascot of H-Squad, at least in my mind. Yeah, thanks for taking my, my thoughts and summarizing it so well, Heather. Yeah, that was, I knew uh, it. I knew it. I can read. Great summary. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we need to wrap it up because we could probably ramble on for a while, but we are trying to keep these to five to ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, Anyways. thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for being here. Um, yeah, we, you know, maybe I'll have to... Skype you in from Georgia again sometime if I keep it going. You know what? If uh, if the fans want me back, put it in the comments. Are there comments on the podcast? On um, put it somewhere. Message me on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, message Heather on Instagram. And, yeah, let us know uh, if you I'll want make, him back. Maybe I'll make another guest appearance. We'll see. Um, in we'll see. Uh, the next debrief location, final debrief. Oh sure, yeah. Not maybe too we could far do that. away. Yeah, it's not two months. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>